Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Hammond. And Jessica. Uh, you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Hey. If you like what we're doing, go to uh, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks so much for doing that. Uh, we How, have wait, a, I haven't checked in a while. How close are we to making you watch Star Wars? Uh, I think like only 25% oh, on, of Star guys. Wars level. That's too bad. Uh, but we will hopefully get to the level where we're putting timestamps in case you want to just kind of skip around to the different stories we're talking Boring, about. That's bullshit. We can do better. We'll work on it. Help <laughs> us out, people. Okay. <laughs> Today's wine of the evening. So oh, yes. I don't know if anybody saw, I tweeted this about an hour ago. It's, what's it? Thursday night. Today's Thursday first, night. So it's nine o'clock. I just... I was out and I got a text from Hammond. Like, I was at the grocery store. Can you come over tomorrow night to record? Also, what wine should I get? Period. I'm in the wine rack <laughs> at, uh, in the wine aisle as I'm texting you. And and I'm like, they all like, just look the same. And I don't I, know the difference. I mean, I couldn't have not looked at my phone for a minute and like immediately two texts. And the second one was like, it's yellow Tamar- yellow Tamarulo. I don't know what any of this shit is. One like three two one sold K by. I was like, oh okay. So we're drinking, but it's a red. It's not a riesling. Good, go me. Has that riesling been treated right. you this week? Cheers. It was lovely last night. <laughs> All right. So good thing I didn't screw it up with a baby's bottle. Oh, Hemant. Uh, <laughs> 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 also, we had a frantic five minutes because Hemant was not sure he had a, a corkscrew in his house. <laughs> And so I was just digging through his kitchen trying to find one. He has two, for the hey, record, that he's never seen before. I have no idea where they came from. Is this becoming too much about wine, this this podcast? We Yes, we'll just, it'll be our second podcast. It'll be the wine I just, cast. I tried to take a sip, just immediately spilled. Nice. Uh, no one will ever know because it's a <laughs> podcast. I'm wearing a black shirt. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so let me bring up this first what's story. What's going on this week, um, Kevin? As we are recording, this is the a uh, few hours ago. Trump signed a agreement, or no, he said we're backing out of the Paris Climate Agreement because mm. who needs the world? Not me. That's for yes. goddamn sure. And here's the thing: like, I think what is it? Twenty-two senators told him to do this. Um, everyone in his inner circle. If you look at his cabinet, we're talking. Oh, you Scott, mean Scott, the heads of major like. Oil Everything. corporations? I can't imagine. Well, Scott Pruitt, who runs the EPA, that. he's a climate denier. Yeah. You have, I mean, they were, I don't know how heavily they were involved in this decision, but like Rick Perry, climate denier, uh, Ben Carson, climate denier. I'm going to assume Betsy DeVos is a climate denier. Like all these She's people. She's not done anything right ever. There are at least, I think, four people in his cabinet yeah. um, who have no idea what they're talking about. Well, they don't have an idea. And like, they definitely have been cultivated by the Republican Party. Like, they've been sort of brought up of, like, he's a champion for not the earth, I guess. And that's, that. to be <sighs> honest, the climate denial thing is still a thing that I find weird because from what I've seen, and granted this, most of what I look at is probably biased liberal crap, but it seems to me that renewable energy is a better job creator. Well, this is the, I've heard Neil deGrasse Tyson make this argument many times, not specifically about climate change, but people ask him, why should we waste all this money trying to go to space, trying to go, you know, to Mars or anything? 
And if I'm paraphrasing it correctly, what he often says is you're very short-sighted when you're asking that question yeah. because the having that goal of doing something amazing like mm-hmm. that has already created, yeah. it's opened up new venues of exploration. We've created new jobs, not just like with NASA, mm-hmm. but like the technology that you use right. has created so many things. So imagine if we said we want to get to Mars, Mm -hmm. uh, put a human on there somehow, Mm -hmm. the work that would go into that, the technology that would be created for that, that's going to spur whole new... whole new areas of improvement and the same thing like you're saying the renewable energy stuff uh, even i think you know trump said i represent pittsburgh not paris and the pittsburgh mayor was trolling him hard (laughs) saying we're investing in renewable energy they're they're part of paris also just really quick hey trump hey trump if you're listening and you're a listener um it's not called Paris because it only benefits Paris. I just need to make that <laughs> right. clear and make sure you understand that it uh, took place in Paris. It is not a global <laughs> agreement among all but now three countries to be like, hey, Paris, hey, Paris let's get some <laughs> fucking solar panels on the Eiffel Tower. That's really what this was all about. Yeah, it, it's, it's so weird that he gets so happy when other countries might be upset. No, I mean, <laughs> like, and this is... And our I, allies get upset. I do think, so when we talk about, this is a little off topic of the, of yeah. the Paris thing, but... um. When people talk about running, and I might have mentioned this before, and people talk about, oh, we need a businessman because we need to run the U.S. like a business. Well, no, no, not that's no, absolutely not. And I get the sentiment because there's that idea of like, okay, well, we have a budget and we have you know all the, the all this shit to work. And I get that sensibility of we have to be. But the point of businesses is to succeed and put out most other company by succeeding you are necessarily beating your competition Mm -hmm. in general in business you're always trying to and the world doesn't work that way like if if we're succeeding that doesn't necessarily mean like france is doing worse like it is he really does think this is a zero-sum game if everyone else is doing okay u.s must be losing and that's the wrong idea we can all be better off on this issue we can all win and there's shit that like you don't see returns on right. Like you're not going to see returns on like early childhood education that year. Like it's a long-term investment. It is a long-term investment. And I just, when people talk about, Oh, he's going to run it like a business. I think that is a splendidly naive way to think about the world. (laughs) And immediately after he signed it, Elon Musk of Tesla was like, all right, I'm, I'm not advising you anymore because you're hurting my own companies. Like you're not just my company. It wasn't a selfish thing. No, no, no. It was, he was saying this is wrong. So what good is my presence on here? So he left, which is good. I mean, the business community is basically saying we don't like what you're doing. So it's not even good on an economic level. Do you have a feeling though? Why was this Elon Musk's? Why was this the thing that? Yeah. Why did this straw break the camel's back? I don't know. Of all the things, like really everything Donald Trump's done up to this point, you were fine with, but this, the Paris Agreement, that's Um, the one that was too far for you. Um, I don't understand that. I'll never understand. I mean, after the Access Hollywood tape, how do you defend anything? Right. And and like all these people are still with him. Is an immigrant. Yeah. Like it's yeah. th- and, and he's and not this an idiot either. This isn't like, a dig on Elon Musk. Like he did the right thing. My right. question is like, why, why didn't you do it sooner? <laughs> why didn't you do it sooner? And like, why was this your tipping point? I yeah. guess I have no idea. I I wondered the same thing, but I, I I've said that about 
in my head about many Republicans yeah. or all the Democrats who are like, like oh, this, this is, is too where far. you're going to take a stand. Like, really? It took you this long? Yeah. Uh-huh. But then again, I said that in my head about voters, too, and it clearly didn't matter. Yeah, I, so, oh, yeah, yeah, this has been one thing. Rough. <laughs> one thing I did want to bring up, though, uh, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is the way conservatives have not just reacted to it, but even the lead in before he announced that he was going to pull from the agreement. Um, like, here's one example. Uh, a congressman from Michigan, uh, Tim Wahlberg, he had a town hall meeting and this was a topic of discussion. And someone asked him, you know, if he thinks what he thinks about climate change. Does he accept climate change? And of course, he gave the standard conservative answer, which is, Spin yeah, around. I'm sure the environment changes. Could he bring a snowball into Could he? Yeah, exactly. That's sort of weird, short-sighted thinking. Yeah. But here's the part that got really annoying. Um, he's... He said, why does he believe that? Um, I'm sorry. Why does he not freak out about climate change anyway? He said, as a Christian, I believe there's a creator, a creator, a God who's bigger than all of us. And I'm confident that if there's a real problem, he can take care of it. That's what bothers me because this is not this oh, guy oh oh does that bother you Heather? what about that bothers you i can't imagine what would be bothersome <laughs> about that this guy is literally saying <laughs> just let the world fucking spin because it's gonna be fine because god completely denying the fact that like that shit happens to a lot of people all the time yeah you're wearing so your seatbelt in the car why do you dude? have medicine why do you why do cops wear bulletproof vests fuck yeah. that guy you still take precautions um and i mean there's this mindset, I think, in a lot of evangelical circles, religious circles, that, oh, one, if we're going to be raptured um, in yeah. our lifetime, yeah, yeah, who yeah, cares yeah. what's going to happen down uh, the line? Because they've thought that forever. The other one is God gave us this beautiful earth, so why would God take it away from us? As if, uh, this goes back to the seatbelt argument. Well, that's dumb. Like, he gave you a hey, life. He hey, could take Hammond, that away, That's too. real dumb. Yeah. That's dumb, and they're dumb. They're dumb <laughs> for thinking it, they're dumb for saying it, and I hate them. And it's not just him. Like, no. yeah, he's elected, and that's messed up, but it's... This is a what happens when you when science denial is a mm. part of your religion, more or less. Yeah. This is a consequence. And yep. I know the climate agreement, you could make the argument that uh, leaving it, it's a symbolic loss, but it's not actually going to result in anything. But these are people who but that symbol don't is listen important. to evidence. That symbol symbols is important. are symbols because they're symbolic. Right. Was that a good sentence? Sure. Did I sentence good? Uh, that was a that was a sentence. <laughs> Here was another one from conservative uh, pundit writer. I don't know what he is. Eric Erickson. He said, "Wait, yeah, yeah, Eric that's Erickson? his name. I know, I know. E R I C E R I C with a K. Both at K's? the end. E R I C K. It's okay. It's too, it's too Fine. much. Just keep it's going. Too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Of him. Of him. Not, uh, he tweeted, "I worship Jesus, not Mother Earth." He calls us all to be good stewards of the planet, but that doesn't mean I have to care about global warming. I actually read which, that right before I got here. Which contradicts himself. He, uh, Jesus calls us all to be good stewards of the planet, mm-hmm. but I don't have to care about unless, the planet. Unless there's a there's a part in the Bible, so like be a good steward of the, uh, the planet, unless you're mildly inconvenienced or your shareholders <laughs> lose money, and then right. fuck it all. Right. He I doesn't think even have shareholders. Most people like, haven't what? read that version of the Bible. I have. Yeah. Um, and there's Much a lot less to learn. other books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he went on to say, like, a million percent sure my kids will have a habitable planet. Oh. This sort of hysteria is why I couldn't care less about global warming. It's like, it's not about your kids. It's, what think a, a couple generations face. down the line. And not just that. I mean, 
even your kids' lifetime, we are going to see oceans rising. In we are going to see this impact people. Impacts. Like this isn't. I mean, this is uh, uh, calamitous. I'm, this isn't a conspiracy. This no. isn't saying like the the world's ending. This is saying we could see the the impact that this has already. But, and he seems to think like, oh, but, the world's going to burn is the only. But logical having, outcome of you climate say, change. You say we can see the impacts, and, and that's agreed upon by, what, 99.5% of the scientific... Um, whatever it is, yeah. Whatever. I think this is another um, sort of symptom in the disease... Uh, you just slurped that wine right I into did. the microphone. <laughs> um, of this disease that we see over and over again with uh, largely conservatives, largely, largely white men... Um, yeah, I'm coming back down on white men again this week. Oh, the letters. Just sit on them. Um, is if it doesn't, A, if it doesn't affect me personally, or if I can't see it in front of my dumb fucking (laughs) face, it doesn't matter. So that's why so many conservatives are like, oh, racism isn't a problem. Sexism isn't a problem. They're anti-gay marriage until, oh, I have a kid who's (laughs) Who has a friend who's gay or my kid is gay. Oh, I can't believe... Did you know that gay people are real human beings? I cannot believe it. And this isn't a thing of like... There are some times... And talk about like being people of faith. Like there are times that like Hammett and Jessica... Are not scientists. I know you guys have been listening <laughs> with the understanding that we're scientists, but there are times that we have to like g- just give it to science and be like, "You guys are the. W- they don't have a well, motive." That's the thing. They this is for any field. If you don't, if you're not an expert yourself, listen to the people who yeah, are, and the you, people who are are on the totally wrong side you of where you are. Fucking Fox News every day and believe every goddamn thing <laughs> that comes out of their mouth, but. Right. Throw a lab coat on them. Maybe they'll learn how to trust scientists. Well, this if you put a lab dumb, coat, I'm it's mad. like an invisibility cloak for Republicans, <laughs> so it doesn't work. This is the same guy, by the way, who a couple years ago, because this is my one interaction with Eric Erickson, which is that he posted something about how he hates. He showed a picture of like his daughter's textbook, math textbook, and he's okay. like, he doesn't get this subtraction. It's not that he couldn't do the problems, but he's like, look at how they do subtraction. It's like common core Common stuff. core uh. type of thing. And of course, he's just, it's wrong with, he's blaming common core. That's not a thing you blame. But just because you don't understand it doesn't mean there's not value to it. Um, and that's what I tried it. to explain. He's an old white guy. Yeah, if he doesn't know about it or care about it, it doesn't matter. I, I wish think... this, man, I wish this was just an old white conservative thing. It's yeah, not. This right. is like right, every parent right, ever. Right. But that's. But I love bagging this on guy, old guys. But this guy, is. this is a thing he does. He doesn't get it immediately. So Therefore, there it. is no, yeah, there's no explanation mm-hmm. that can make sense. And again, it's not just the rising sea levels. We're talking intense heat waves yeah forest fires i mean this stuff will impact his daughter whether he wants to admit it or not and then my favorite conservative response this is all before trump signed this thing yeah. was from rick santorum who what? somehow showed Ooh, up again back we in the shadows i know we haven't seen him in a while uh he said on cnn on uh, this thursday morning uh basically he was arguing that we need to whatever invest in coal and all the uh, stuff that's going away because the other argument is we got to invest in wind energy, solar energy, renewable, clean energy, right? And his argument was that it's not reliable. It's not consistent. 
To paraphrase that, we can't rely uh, on solar sun? energy, the sun, because it's not reliable. I haven't taken notes, but I feel like the sun's been around most days that I can remember. Yes, and I know it goes away at night. It's very scary. <laughs> Heaven, it's gone right now. Where is it? Where I is know. It? He, he has a point. Did a dragon eat it? This is just... I wish, and by the way, he th- he said this as a throwaway remark at the end of the segment. Like <laughs> under his breath, you can really hear him, but you could hear him. Um, but I wish he would have elaborated, like because yeah, well, and especially when you're talking ugh. about like fossil fuels that are necessarily finite, right? Like yes, we know that for a fact, and like yeah, coal like coal is isn't going to be around forever. Finite. <laughs> and also, hey, harvest unit, harvest unit, is that what you do? I- I'm pretty it, sure. I think is what people say. Yes. Can I sound like a less when the in- farmers are planting their coal? <laughs> Can I sound like a more out of touch? Tell me again liberal? how we're. Tell me again how we're not scientists. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So I guess he's right. That's it's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my entire life. We're we're not deleting that. <laughs> um, no, but I had a salient point in there somewhere. Go on. <laughs> Harvesting coal or something. <laughs> um, but get, getting the what did I say? Mining, mining. The yes, coal. mining the coal. Crying. Mining the coal is like super fucking dangerous. I'm not. I'm not laughing at. Yes, this. it's really dangerous. Like yeah. it's Trump in- is like we keep. We're gonna bring back these coal jobs. Like those aren't the jobs. Like those are hard, dangerous jobs. Well, and I think, and I think it's a, an important conversation worth having. I'm putting my serious face back on for a minute. I think it's an important conversation worth worth having because it's absolutely true that entire communities, entire swaths of the country, depend have dependent on coal for generations and generations. And I do understand that fear, of course. Like, it's what you do. It's like if somebody took a microphone away from me, what am I going to do then, Hammett? What am I going to do? You'll actually be the exact same. You just won't have a microphone in front of you. (laughs) That's absolutely true. (laughs) Um, but But the thing is, coal is going away whether they like it or not. And it doesn't matter how, what politicians say or do or promise what needs to happen is let's bring in new jobs that pay as well or better that won't. And this is investing in new technology and this is what we ought to be doing. And and this is what Trump doesn't want to do. It's really scary. (laughs) And I get that. Like, and there is a huge part of me that's very, very, very sympathetic. Like, again, I've mentioned this a lot. Like I lived in, rural Montana and right before I, I don't know if rural, anyway, but right before I lived there, um, not, like the 10 years before they lived there, the logging industry had kind of fallen by the wayside and it mm-hmm. devastated this, the area. It did. So I'm, we saw the same thing with cars and the car plants and things like that in Michigan. But we've seen this over and over again. And there's, the thing is there's always new technology and it's not even, you have to be like a high tech engineer. If we would allow ourselves to roll with the new technology, we could bring that into these same communities and bring the, the clinging to coal or logging or whatever isn't the answer because that's not sustainable. You would think the business guy would understand this is bad for business. Like it's a one generation fix. Yeah. If other countries get the lead on this, we're going to be sending people there to like make new energy. It's just a bad business decision. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's short sighted. I guess Rick Santorum is right. Like sun's not reliable because it'll be gone in several billion years. So I guess he has a point. Take that Santorum. 
Um, um, here's the other thing Trump said. Remember when Santorum was a big villain? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like these, like... He was like a calculated villain. You knew what he was going to be wrong about. And, he, like, he's like a typical, like, a Ted Cruz type of Republican. Yeah. I know he's bad. Yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. like Mike Pence, too. Like, well, I know he's bad. He's bad in a predictable way. Bad and predictable. And Donald Trump is just stupid I feel and like we're, we've been bad. playing a video game and been, like, dealing with all these, like... Like little bosses, like Rick Santorum was a bad guy, Ted Cruz is a bad guy, and those then are the early level bad yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a boss rush, and that was the 2016 election. I don't know why I'm. And the only way to defeat it is like, is like nominate Leroy Jenkins. That's I don't know even what I'm talking about. Someone no way knows for sure. Um, the are other you, thing Trump oh, did yeah. this oh, week uh, is he said. Um, that he was going to reverse the birth control mandate. If you remember, when Obamacare uh, was passed, what? yeah, How did Obamacare this was passed, me? and he said all insurance provider, uh, providers have to provide, you know, birth control coverage uh-huh. in their insurance plans. Not churches, because of course they can do it their own thing. But even you know, companies owned by Christians, public companies owned by Christians, and like colleges and universities, like Notre Dame, for example. Um, uh, if you're a, a, a Catholic run adoption agency that gets federal funding, you have to provide your employees with access to birth control coverage. And then if you remember for a few years, some of these groups sued. So Hobby Lobby sued saying we have Christian owners, so we don't want to provide birth control. Yeah. That's why I go to Joanne Fabrics for all my cross stitching needs. Sponsor us, Joanne. Bitches catch um, on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, Hobby Lobby sued and. The Supreme Court said, okay, fine, you don't have to provide it if you're, I think, what was it, a closely held for-profit corporation. (sighs) Then we had, like, the little sisters of Catholicism, whatever group, that basically said, okay, fine, if you're a a nonprofit, a church, a a religious-related, like, nonprofit, you just have to sign a form saying we don't want to provide birth control and the government it's will compromise and they said it's too much. It's we, that's too much signing a paper makes me. us complicit in abortions or something. So anyway, uh, Obama and the compromises the government made made this still doable. They were still providing access. Insurers had to do that. But then Trump did two things. First of all, he said uh, he's going to let religious anybody, if you work for a religious organization of any sort, mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. He's just going to sign the thing that says you don't have to provide health insurance for. Oh, you guys are so brave. Thing. You're really fighting that good fight. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Like he's going to sign that order very soon. And then he took it a step further because according to a leaked draft of this memo, oh God. it goes even further where he says, you know what? You don't have to be a religious group. If your company is run by someone who just doesn't want to provide birth control for women, Heaven, then they can not, they don't have to do it. does it stop? Where does it fucking stop? Here's I think my, you're the one that brought up the handmaid's tale. I, I mean, it's, it, it is Thanks, this, Ivanka. Oh my fucking Christ. <laughs> it is this garbage notion that because you work for, first of all, like the fact that we rely on on companies to provide our birth control is fucking or, or insurance rather is garbage in and of itself. I uh, that infuriates me. But this sort of bullshit of we're gonna pretend that birth control is anything else besides a necessary medical thing. Because and I always use this example, so it's worn, but it's true. Like if a Jehovah's Witness owns the company that I work for right now and I need a blood transfusion, under that fucking right. 
like pretense, that's, that's, they can say no because we don't believe in it. Because that's the slippery slope people are freaked out about. How where does this end? Because it's not just imagine be birth if it was like a Muslim owned company, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, you can't have por- pork. Uh sure, pork. Yeah. Like, just where does it, or... Or we're not going to deal with heart disease because it's probably caused by pork. I don't know what it is, but and, like... And this garbage, this garbage idea of, oh, j- this, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on an anti-capitalism tear lately. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just kind of mad at everything and I'm taking it out on various, various things. But this idea of like, oh, well, the market will correct. Like, if, if birth control is so important, nobody's going to work for Hobby Lobby. Sorry, that's not how fucking life works. Jobs. This isn't 1972, like (laughs) like, where you can be at a job and they pay you good money and you leave every day at five and you get benefits and a pension. This is everybody's scraping for not everybody. Many, many, many young people are scraping for everything they can get. And so when you get a job, if it has a garbage healthcare system, like that's what you're going to get. You're not just going to, right. You're not just going to be able to go wherever the hell you want. Um, and the funny thing is like they were in court. What's today? The uh, first, yeah. Um, Americans United for separation of church and state, uh, that group, they're actually going to court tomorrow to argue against Notre Dame who says we're not going to provide coverage for our students and they're defending students who say no give me birth control under the university's plan this like they're still fighting this and Donald Trump may be making it all moot very soon so for some reason growing up my whole family hated Notre Dame okay and I don't know why but we did and so it's fuck a rivalry Notre Dame. it's a rivalry no. Hemet, my dad went to Western Illinois University and he raised me to hate Notre Dame. They were not <laughs> rivals. But <laughs> this is fuck just sheer Notre hatred. Dame. <laughs> okay. It is it is it's to me like the closest thing I can like compare religion to is like sports yeah. fandom. So like I was There's I'm no a, rational reason oh for my hating God. it. You I've just been hate a them. Di- well, and I've been like a diehard Cubs fan since I was right. like a kiddo. <laughs> and like there's no good reason for it. I might right. as well have been whatever. But it's the same thing like no, I just get a visceral, like, fuck Notre Dame reaction. I don't know why. I've heard I, people go to Notre Dame. They're very nice. It's a very good school. It's very yeah. pretty, from what I understand. <laughs> I that have said, no beef with Notre Dame. Well, and now they're on the wrong side of this lawsuit. They are. So now at least it's founded on a thing. The funniest thing, not funny, the, the, the messed up thing about this, not just the, you're telling women... It's very specifically a thing that's going to hurt women. Yeah. But what's oh, the end new. goal here? Most of the people who would say I have religious reasons to not offer birth control. What's the religious reason? It's that they don't like abortion for uh-huh. religious reasons. They don't want to be complicit in women having abortions. That's not how birth control works. <laughs> that too. But let's say it even does like, uh, like plan, plan B, B or whatever. By not providing birth control, they are making women more likely but to have unplanned pregnancies, which is going to mean more abortion. They don't believe in logic. No, that's the yeah. thing, is every study that we've ever seen says better better access to birth control and better access to, to sex education is the only thing that reduces abortion. Right. Outline During the abortion, Obama years, oh my, abortions it, it went plummeted. down. It plummeted. Pro-lifers should be celebrating the Obama and years. And so that's why it always comes back to, it's not about abortions, it's not about babies, it's about controlling women and whether or not they have sex, which is the most garbage mentality in the entire 
fucking world and I'm done with it. And I'm done pretending. I'm done pretending <laughs> that anybody gives a shit about these babies because we all know they don't because a lot when these kids are born into poverty, they are fighting tooth and nail to get welfare away from them because right. like they the, don't do anything to help those kids after right. they're born. So what you The bet- George Carlin line is if you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. Yeah. Yes, 100%. So if you backtrack, okay, like they're born well, you should give them food. Well, no, we don't want to give them money. Well, pre-K education. No, pre-K we don't want to pay for that. Not. You go back. Okay, well, this woman, you know, the 16-year-old girl is pregnant and she doesn't want to be. Can she get an abortion? No, we don't want to pay for that. Okay, well, this 16-year-old girl doesn't want to get pregnant. Can we give her birth control? No, we don't want to pay for that. Okay, so you're telling women and not and, not, and like we're not even talking about like 16-year-old girl. We're talking, you know, I'm fucking 30 years old and I'm on birth control. 31. I forgot how old I was. Whatever. 31 years old and I want to I don't want to have a kid. Like, it's my right to decide whether or not I want to have a baby. And like, hey, Catholic Church, I'm super married. Like <laughs> Right. Uh, anyway, right. can we are we Um I let me go. I have one more off of this and then I want to okay. get to the story you wanted to bring up. No, I have a second which, one that I want to bring up that's okay. uh, related to Catholicism. Um, Laura Kasanoff, she's a writer for Marie Claire. She wrote a really interesting article. We'll have a link in the show notes. Um, that stems. Do we ever actually do that? I feel like I said a lot that I'm going to do shit in oh, show we, notes. We put it all in the show notes. Oh, good for if us. If you read the show notes. <laughs> I do not. It's a good thing you don't read the website because otherwise you know all these stories. Somebody accused me of not reading your <laughs> blog. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm I know, sorry. I know. It's all good. And it's Sorry. Fine. But here's it the thing. helps this dynamic. Uh, Laura Kasanoff wrote for Marie Claire this whole article um, that was basically saying, here's this whole story about evangelical women who use Planned Parenthood. Oh, oh, what? I can't I believe it. I Shocking. can't believe there are women who, yes. in principle, don't want to have sex or do whatever. And we know the, the obvious hypocrisy here is, of course, they're anti-Planned Parenthood. They fight to shut down Planned Parenthoods. That's how pro-life they are. Oh, yeah. But the second they need it, they'll go to Planned there Parenthood. Is, I, I've never seen studies, but I've heard a metric fuck ton of anecdotal evidence of like people who have been outside protesting you know, picketing Planned Parenthood, and then it's their 15-year-old daughter who's pregnant. And, and of course you need it. And, and, yep. But you don't understand our situation. <laughs> right. uh, it's the, there's no moral abortion except for my abortion. And I've, see, <laughs> yes. and I've seen that firsthand multiple times of, like, friends who say they're pro-life and they get pregnant, and they're like, well, I, I need to get an abortion, but I don't think it should just be accepted. Because it's but everybody's... Yeah. <laughs> I, there's one part in particular I really wanted to read. Yeah. Um, I'm quoting here. Uh, it, this is a pseudonym, Rachel. Rachel, a pastor's wife, felt that pressure fiercely. I grew up in a strict religious community. Planned Parenthood was the devil, Rachel says. Our church talked about Planned Parenthood as a gas chamber and part of the new Holocaust. But when she and her husband, whose job didn't provide health insurance, needed oh. birth control, oh. Planned Parenthood was the only option they could afford. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and by the way, uh, the only study... Okay, so if I you wanted to know... I wish extrapolations we could make from that story, but <laughs> right. it's so unique to that particular couple. I think the obvious question question here is of the people of the women who have abortions like what percent are evangelicals and there's no good way to really get I accurate mean, numbers on this because it's all self-reporting it's self-reporting and you know you don't have to tell them what religion you are when you go in for this thing but yeah, it's when they have tried awesome it doesn't make you do that bullshit. Yeah, when yeah it's not like a, a, a christian clinic where you have to like obey that rule or something mm-hmm. you, you believe in christ then we'll help you um whatever but uh when the Guttmacher Institute, which 
you know, tries to report on this stuff as best they can. When they asked women who had abortions, self-reporting again, Mm -hmm. they found that 13% of abortions were for women who identified as evangelicals. And I personally think that's probably an underestimate. I'm sure there are a lot of women who are like, uh, I'm not religious (laughs) or I don't really believe I'm Christian. So even do you Mm -hmm. have access at your fingertips? What's the population that's evangelical? Oh, like in the country? Yeah, yeah. I'll find it for you if you want to. Because I'm, I'm yeah. interested to, and, and like, I almost think these kinds of uh, stuff- evangelicals make up twenty five percent of the country. Okay. Um, literally evangelicals. If you go to like uh, uh, Christians, Protestants, Baptists, Methodists, whatever, that's another fifteen percent. If you go to Black Protestants, that's another six to seven percent. Catholics yeah. are another twenty one percent. So I mean. It, this is not a small group, though. Yeah. A quarter of the country, we're talking evangelicals. And this is the biggest force, yeah. locally speaking, to try to shut down and block access to abortion. But yes, they use it, is the point. Yeah, Forget the numbers. There are women do. who use it. But here's the thing. Yeah. The people who are making the laws are, by and large, men, right? Yeah. And they're... Wives, their sisters, their mothers, their daughters will swear up and down till the day they die that they've never had an abortion, never used birth control, never needed Plan B, and so they can say with absolute confidence, "We don't need it. This is not a thing we need in our community." Yeah. And because it's also not that we know that, because I'm sure a lot of them are like, you know, we would never have an abortion, but oh. what if you did need it? No, and how, how saying, do we know that like, you give, haven't? Given like, these men the benefit of the doubt, yeah, which is that they haven't very had to, generous of me. Which saying that they haven't had to use it at all or Well that that they didn't want to have an abortion. That even if even if their wife or their daughter or their sister or whomever has had an abortion or used birth control yeah. or plan B or whatever or gotten a fucking pap smear there. Yeah. They're never gonna tell this guy that. So oh, he can sure, he, sure, so sure. he can stand at that Ignorance pulpit or bliss. whatever and say with utter confidence, no, it's not a thing we need in our community because it it's this sort of like vicious circle of there's so much shame and stigma stigma yeah. attached to this Planned Parenthood thing. If everybody just like if everybody just stood in a group and was like, Okay, raise your hand if you're on birth control or have been on birth control, like like if we remove this I think that's kind of the problem with everything is that there is still a stigma attached to birth control. Yeah, if you cleared the the church pews of women who have used Planned Parenthood, have gotten the abortions, and have, have a tiny, tiny church. Yeah, you really would, and that's down the line. These mega churches, uh, whether you know all the ones that rail against but Planned Parenthood, they would be a lot emptier. And it's the same idea of like, there's no such thing as a moral abortion except for my abortion, or mm-hmm. there's no such like. I'm on birth control because I'm not ready to have a kid, but I'm married and I'm monogamous, so it's okay. But that girl over there pointing to general space where this hypothetical woman lives who sleeps around and isn't responsible. That and slut. Yeah. She like, got to go. But She's on her in, own. In reality, it's all the same shit. Everybody's having sex, and a lot of people don't want to get pregnant. Right. And maybe that's a good thing for people not to have get pregnant yeah um Um, and by the way one of the things that stands out in this marie claire article is how all the christian women she talked to and again who knows how representative they are but they are out there they all said when they went to planned parenthood the one thing they got in addition to to, like birth control they got an education and it's something they didn't (sighs) get from their evangelical communities whether it's 
oh, this is birth control. This is what birth control can do for me. Like, this is the pros. These are the cons. Like, these are the side effects that may result in it. Or and they like, didn't know that. Or honestly, like, not to get to whatever, but like, hey, this is what discharge is normal. Uh-huh. And this is what isn't normal because people don't know that shit. Right. And so and abstinence only sex education doesn't help because you don't know what yeah, sex. Because we're not even it, talking about like STDs. If it hurts, if right. it's STDs, whatever. Like, yeah, they don't know but that But even beyond stuff. that, like, hey, if you have a yeast infection, it's treatable. Like, right. these are the signs to look out for. And, and, and it's not like a fun thing to talk about, but it's in, like women's health is super important and not simple. So the more people understand how their own fucking body works, I would reckon the better off we'd all be. Yeah. Um, really and of course, these women are going back to churches that course. are going to fight to make sure other women don't get to have this access. Because those sluts. Because again, this goes back to the Trump thing with the climate change. If they don't understand it, it's okay it's to scorch worth... the earth, burn everything down. Because who cares? Because it's not right in front of me. Same thing. If they don't, if these people in their churches don't understand how important Planned Parenthood is, right. it's okay to say let's shut it down. Let's just send women to alternative places. They're not as good. Well, they are li- not as comprehensive they or, don't know what they're worse, doing they're in, or they're misinforming people they're, on purpose they're interna- they're internationally intentionally deceptive the the christian health clinics yeah, and all those that things just are just anti-abortion clinics just really quick sidebar yeah. i feel like it would be worth my while and maybe we can do this on the show do you have a nuanced understanding of the different sects of christianity uh depends on which ones because it just when you're talking about like baptists and lutherans and yeah. and all the I don't think I understand. Like, I don't understand how Lutherans and Protestants are different because didn't they both come from Martin Luther? Well, though Lutherans part of Protestants, but oh, it's part of Protestant. See, there's different denominations of Protestantism. Okay, so you do know more than me. So it's just some research I'm gonna have to do on my own. Um, can I uh, yeah. jump in real quick, please? Um, I just wanted to recommend to our to you and yes. our listeners. If you haven't watched it already, there's a um, a documentary series, a docu-series, as the kids say, called The Keepers on, on Netflix right now. Have you watched this? I started watching it. I couldn't get into it. I haven't. I tried watching That's episode on one. I know. It really is. I wanted so, to like this. Well, Tell me this more. Is, well, this is what I'll say about it. And yes. I'm only halfway through. I listened to... Half- How many episodes are there? I want to say six. Okay. I'm three in, is okay. what I'll say. Um, and I started it thinking it was like just a true crime doc, because you know I love that shit. But what it is evolving into, at least over the the three episodes I've seen, is some is journalism and research and storytelling on par with the movie Spotlight. Okay. And the Spotlight situation. Catholic Church. Catholic Church. Uh, so if you haven't seen Spotlight, guys, if you're listening to this, watch Spotlight. What are you doing? It's amazing. Um, but it's essentially it starts with this young nun who taught at a prestigious Catholic. Uh, high school, I think, high school in Baltimore was murdered. And she was murdered? She was murdered. Okay. And they couldn't figure out who did it, unsol- a cold case. And this was in, I want to say it happened in 69 or something like that. And so these women, the, her former students, are grown up and want justice for this woman whom they adored. And so they start kind of digging in and doing all this research just in their spare time. And also just sort of the layers start peering back, peering back, peeling back are the words. Um, Have some more wine. Shut up. And all of a sudden it's it's not about 
this woman who like the root of it is this woman who died, but it's this systemic abuse that was happening in this one particular school that of course the church or people in the church were aware of and they were taking very small steps to like shift. That is the one thing and I have seen about this series, which is that you think it's a murder, a true crime drama, right. and it's really not. It's not. I mean, again, only three. But this this episode that I just watched is this woman who is a Jane Doe who came forward in her 40s, so in the early 90s, saying, holy shit, I'm having recovered memories of this happening, this happening, this happening. And so she starts talking about it still as, a, as an alias, still as Jane Doe, um, and eventually it kind of gets pulled into a couple other people. And so they send out an email, a letter, an email, a letter, it's the 90s, yes. a letter to all of the alumni of this particular Catholic Academy. And I think like hundreds, I might be exaggerating. A lot of them. A lot of responses. And they're all so, it's all the same guy they're, they're accusing. And oh, it's, wow. it's a pattern of he, you know, he, would like do pelvic exams on me under the pretense of like some sort of it, and I'm I was literally slack jawed watching it. It's wow. so like I cannot recommend this highly enough because I again I thought it was All just right, gonna I'll be about like shot a good old fashioned murder and now it's <laughs> like ticking two boxes, which is like murder and anti church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up. What was uh you had another story to bring up? I did. Oh actually how long are we? I don't know. Okay. Longer. Go. Before I do my what I'm calling my closer, which is just the thing about what's going on in Austin right now that I'm like I need we need to end on a good note once in a while, right? Oh, I'm okay. I got another couple if you want to end okay. on a good note. Yeah, but I've got one other thing. Yeah. Can you tell me? Okay, so the Kathy Griffin thing. Yeah. I am really having trouble getting outraged over this. Yeah. Okay. So I so if you haven't heard, Kathy Griffin did. I think it was a video. I've only seen the photo shoot, and she's holding uh, a distant uh, fake severed head of Donald Trump. Right, which like, which is an allusion to something. I don't know if it's a like classic painting or something else, but it's an allusion to something. But it doesn't matter because the photo is all that matters. Yeah, and the photo is her holding a severed head of Donald Trump, which so, reminds everyone of ISIS. <sighs> Oh, is that the ISIS thing? I think that's the gut reaction a lot of people had, which is why they even liberals were like, that's too far. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's been happening. Like, obviously, conservatives are outraged. Yeah. And a lot of liberals are also saying this is too far. I think Anderson Cooper has denounced it. I think she She got fired from CNN's New Year's Eve thing. Yeah. So, okay. So I wouldn't have done that. But also, I don't know i don't know why that again i don't know when we talk about like the tipping point like why was that too i just can't get my yeah, hackles I mean, up about it what i don't get is the hypocrisy of people who people burned obama yeah. in effigy like symbolically and like well, you and don't ted remember nugent. hearing ted nugent ted has nugent, joked like, about putting a gun in his mouth obama's mouth like he's he joked about like hanging both hillary and and he was in hillary and Barack obama he's been he invited in, yes. to the white house like sarah palin had a campaign sh- the, ad with like right after gabby giffords got shot of like targets on different cities where they wanted to win congressional seats like this sort of symbolism happens all the time it's i'm not saying it's okay but like again, it's the hypocrisy I do again. It, but like to me, this isn't. <laughs> I said this like, on Twitter too, but 
what she did, I think, was too far, and it wasn't funny, and it, I don't think it made the point effectively. But what Donald Trump did with the climate change thing, like actually taking action and pulling us out of there, mm-hmm. that will do more damage. Yeah. Like if you're worried about your it kids. It just feels I, like the dumbest thing was, to worry about. I think it was uh, uh, Melania Trump who said something like, my son didn't, it was, it scarred him, that image of Kathy Griffin holding the head. Yeah. It's like, you know what's also going to scar him? Like global warming. That's well, going to hurt him also, directly. Hey, and how come he didn't, you didn't seem disturbed when he was saying all those things about grabbing women's pussies? That's Did exactly that what I was going to say. Like, I've heard many stories okay of women who like were very much triggered by this like rhetoric of like, let's treat women like there's something to be grabbed, even though, hey, we're whole humans. And like, that's damaging in a real way. Like, what Kathy Griffin did, whether or not you like it, it was a form of art, and it was certainly within her. And by all means, view. go ahead and say it's stupid. Say it's too yeah. far. But what? Yeah, I think to I mean, me, I thought it was dumb. But I'm also like, I saw it, and I was like, that. To me, it didn't. It's stand a comedian out. doing something who's not. Yeah, that wasn't to funny. me, it didn't stand That's out in any particular do. way. Yeah, um, no, and I think the story really became that of like the hypocrisy. If in a normal world, I would say, yeah, let's have a discussion on this about how far she went and what really is the line for comedy and political activism and whatever. Uh, it's such a blip on the radar for really, me compared it, to all the other real shit storms that are going on. Right. So, I don't know. And it does feel like sort of a rush of a lot of liberal people to be like, See, we're not unreasonable. We don't hate everything about anti-Trump stuff. That right. kind of what it is what it feels Makes like sense. to me, which fine. Like, it, listen, if we're going to rally around this moment of like, hey, we're not unreasonable. We don't like Trump, but we don't want to see his severed head. Like, fine. I'm not thrilled. You know, like, if she's going to be the scapegoat for for what's going on right now, like, fucking fine. But maybe we should super focus on... Like, actual actions that are taking place. Yeah, like the thing that... What did Trump tweet? Everything. He no, tweeted the, the, every... The type of, kofi- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on in our lives um, right this, now? Today evening, before we started recording this, he tweeted in all caps, make America great again. Just like... Did out he of no- really? Out of nowhere. Just apropos of nothing. Just here you go. Hey, Boom. I just don't get... So at this point, we can all admit that the whole Hillary email thing was not about her emails, right? Because we can. Like, <laughs> so. I mean, this is just such fucking garbage. He's wandering around like uh, probably a, a BlackBerry tweeting all day. Like, there's no way that garbage is secure. Like, yeah, are no. you fucking kidding me with this shit? Hypocrisy. Again, Republican, especially hypocrisy. Um, let me uh, not to back off. I could talk about that for a long time, but... Um, so I have okay, a subscription. Okay, you guys, is holding up a magazine. Oh, it gets better. Um, I have a subscription to focus on the family's Brio, which is the teenage girl magazine, because why not? Oh, um, you're on a registry somewhere, my friend. I really am. Uh, but I just want you to show, I want to show you this one part, Just You're it's, a brown guy? It's with a, sex, a teenage girl magazine. Uh, there's a page, couple pages in this new issue, which is, I don't know which issue this is. It's the new one. Is this Jessica um, Bait? It's, yeah. <laughs> there's a section <laughs> called Guy Talk. Teen guys share the complex working of the male mind. And I just want you to read, there are five truths guys want you to know. To the, whatever, 12-year-olds who are supposed to be reading this, read number four for us. I don't know if I want my fingerprints on this. Uh-huh. Read number four. I don't. I kind of don't read want to it. look at it. Read it. <sighs> no. Read it. Oh, it gets better. Um. So the 
uh, subhead, Watch What You Wear, Aaron from North Carolina. Watch what you wear, ladies. We're visually wired. Wearing clothes that are revealing and flirting in inappropriate ways pushes our buttons and sends the wrong signals. I think modesty is cool. Which is how all young boys talk. And message is clear. Ladies, (laughs) stop wearing anything that might make us rapey. That's what I got from that. I mean, that's a... (sighs) Got that 12-year-old girls? The over-sexualization of young girls is really fucked, and it and it's a thing that it's a thing that does not leave you. Like as a woman in the workforce, I am constantly worried about like, oh, is this too tight, or is this too low, or too much leg, or you can see my armpits? Is that against dress code? Because that's a thing my company cares Things about. Things I never had to ask myself whenever I had to dress up for work. Mm. Just put on whatever. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm not done. You gave me this. <laughs> I did give you that whole thing. Bible reading plan. 31 days with Jesus. There's a lot in that magazine I looked through. And I'm like, most There's of it's just, okay, on. I get it. You're Christian. You can advocate for Christianity. Yeah, do we got to do. that was the one where I'm just like, oh, why are you, why this? Okay. Of all the things you're wanting to teach Actually, girls. now that you're giving this to, and this is, I'm, this is a cold take on, yes. on this magazine. Number three is tell me when I hurt you, which I find troubling. But more importantly, don't be, def- quote, don't be a defensive or overly emotional when you do it. Be honest, stay calm, and talk. Please try not to cry. So, <laughs> Hammond, <laughs> guess what I hate about this? What do you hate? I hate everything about it. So, <laughs> um, so as a person who, again, I know you guys haven't heard this side of me, but I'm very emotional. <laughs> I tend to lead with my emotions. And I'm a person that's been told, my entire life that like my emotions aren't reasonable they are inappropriate they're not okay i'm literally in therapy right now working through the fact that like hey it's okay to have emotions sometimes they're not all garbage so this this rhetoric to young women to say your emotions are always invalid which is yeah that's a like calm down a pretty big reading of what this is but honestly like i i challenge you to talk to women in your life or whatever and I guarantee you there are women who have dealt with this kind of thing of like, I'm an emotionally heightened person. It's not my favorite trait about myself, but I can't not have emotions. That's just sort (laughs) of how I'm wired up. So this sort of bullshit thing of like, oh, you're crying to do whatever. Like, no, I'm crying because if I'm like even slightly happy or sad, I'm defo crying. Encourage me, help me communicate. Read through the whole thing last night. It was a fun magazine. Understand my pressure. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So far, just go. Why did you give me this? I'm so mad at it. What else am I going to do with it? Put it in my collection? Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) fucking creeper. So, the first three are encourage me, help me communicate, tell me when I hurt you. So, that is what we call in the business, and by business, I mean feminism, emotional labor. So, that is. Men can't be trusted to know how to do things like control themselves or talk in complete sentences about their feelings. And so it's to women to be like, hey, sweetie, you seem sad. And I just, so fuck that noise. Also, understand my pressure. I'm reading this cold. At school, I have to put a, I'm so mad at this, Hemant. Well, I don't even you know what it says. I forgot what at it says. At school, I have to put on this stupid tough guy act. 
around my friends and live up to their idea of what's cool. Hey, guys, that's called toxic masculinity. Look it up. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. I wish I could just be myself. You can. That's feminism. Cool, 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 cool. It's important that it's important that girls understand the garbage teen guys have to put up put up with from other guys. Spoiler alert. Life women is hard for men. Also, women do, if too. Only you I understood. would argue more. Um, if we show any kind of weakness, we're treated as outcasts. Oh, cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Definitely push that onto your girlfriend, though, who definitely is going to be responsible for managing your emotional life and dealing with your outbursts because you can't be trusted to strike out on your own and, like, have an emotion like a normal fucking human. I hate this magazine. Oh, it's got a brain on it. I'm going to read this tonight. <laughs> um, that magazine was actually around for a long time. Uh, I think a lot of people our age, when they were growing up, a lot of the Christian girls who are our age got this magazine. Then it went out really? like of whatever circulation Prince. for a while. And they just brought it back. This is actually the second issue. What does Brio mean? Um, I don't know. Um, but this is the second issue back. And uh, oh well, so I we'll mean, see what happens with it. Certainly made great strides. I'm a subscriber. Um, I got one more for you here that I wanted to talk about because okay. Australia is a country that does not have legalized same-sex marriage. No, but it um, does have yellowtail. Is this Australia? Merlot. Yeah. Oh. It's got a fucking kangaroo on it. I thought it? that's just a thing they did. God. I don't know how wine works. Um, that's not a wine thing. That's knowing <laughs> kangaroos are from Australia. Yeah. Ugh. They could put a koala on it. I would never know it's from koala land. Uh, <laughs> so Australia doesn't have legalized same-sex marriage, yep. but they're fighting for that right now. Like they are pushing their politicians job, to make Aussies. this legal. Yes. And so uh, businesses have to weigh in. CEOs are weighing in. Uh, celebrities are weighing in on this. Um, and recently, not too long ago, the uh, CEO of Qantas Airlines uh, basically said, we support it for our employees. Like we support same-sex marriage. Wait, it's I'm good. sorry, just yeah. quick pause. Yeah. Why do businesses have to weigh in on um, it? I, they don't have to, but I think it's one of those, they like... They are. They are, it's because they're saying, this is good for right our now. company, okay. we can recruit better people. <laughs> the way you said it, I'm like, yeah, sorry. whatever their parliament they is, they're like, oh, we <laughs> first need to... I almost did an Australian accent. It would have been just as bad as whatever the other one we got called out on. Oh, yeah. Hey, sorry, Irish guy. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I so was, anyway. I was trying to do a goof. Qantas Airlines guy I says, yes, funny. this is good for business. This is good for our company. We want to make sure our employees feel safe and comfortable. Whatever. He said all the things you would expect a good CEO to say. Did it go super good? Um, it actually, the funny thing is when he said it, uh -huh. uh, or at least one of the times he was making a speech after he said it, someone, a Christian activist actually came and like, behind ran up to him behind stage and like threw a pie at his face which is something they actually did yeah i know they did that to uh oh my god her name is escaping me to the christian right activist from like the 70s who opposed it um someone did that to her and i feel like this was payback in some way it was messed up that's not where i'm going with Can, this okay thing. i know i'm about to focus on the yeah. wrong thing but tell me about the pie was it like just like a whipped cream pie i or think just like a whipped cream pie they just he ran from behind <sighs> him it could have been much worse i guess so good but uh, yeah, just smacked him in the face, and the CEO kind of just wiped it hey, off. Australia, maybe work on your <laughs> security a little bit. Seriously. But anyway, here's where I'm going with the story. Yeah. Uh, so he said that. The CEO, uh, Alan Joyce, he said, yay, gay marriage. We should pass this, make this a reality. Nice anyway, work, sir. Um, there is a tennis star from the 60s and 70s, a major tennis star, kind of like Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, but... I've 30 never years heard of this. Oh people. my God. How do I know this? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to try to be like holier than thou because you know tennis? 
Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know much. But I couldn't tell you a damn thing about Star Wars, though. But in the 60s and 70s, there was a huge female tennis star, Margaret Court. Like, one of the best players in the world, man or woman. She was amazing. Okay. Um, so that was her heyday, the 60s and, like, early 70s. But she's still kind of an ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's still an ambassador to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, all the Australian tennis stars these days, they're still kind of compared to her. She shows up when they have big events because everyone knows who she is in sure. Australia. She wrote a letter to the editor for a paper that basically talked about her religious beliefs no. and why uh, she said, I believe in marriage as a union between no. a man and a woman as stated in the Bible. We believed she in said, you. She said, hey, Qantas. We all believed in you. Qantas, your statement leaves me no option but to use other airlines, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we've heard all this in the U.S., right? Where you, we've, We went through all this. We heard the conservative Christian rhetoric on this. We know exactly the sort of argument she makes, yeah. the belief she holds, all the uh, yeah. misinformation so that she's going to spread. Uh, this, this is not news for us hearing it. It's just like, oh, she's one of them. But it is kind of weird in Australia. They're not used to hearing this from their own people. But where it gets weird is she's not known as a religious zealot per se, this is kind of new. Like, really, the ambas- the person we knew as a tennis star, right. and really for no other big reason, she is the one coming out and saying this. Because now, I, I mean, other I, tennis stars are coming out saying, like, what are you doing? Oh, Stop okay, it. Good. I thought this is um, like a trend of, like, Martina all Martina Navratilova, like, the famous tennis star, is like, you got to stop this. Is Martina Navratilova the, the lesbian who is our... Um, she went to Russia because they were doing the anti-gay thing. I don't know about the Russia thing, but yes, she is the and lesbian the tennis star. But yeah, she was like, uh, she long. actually suggested it, which is that in Australia, they actually have an arena named after Margaret Court. It's called the Margaret Court Arena. And so it's now- It's not called the Margaret Court Court? What the fuck dude, are you doing, Australia? Have, Australia has had this conversation many times, really? I promise you. God damn it, I thought yes. it was so clever. <laughs> no, they've had that I mean, conversation. They, they call their bridge the hangar, so- Really? Yeah. <laughs> but they, here's the question. Yeah. Do you read- There's a push right now to get her name off of that arena or really? calling for people like artists who are playing in that arena to like- cancel their concerts and move it to a different venue. Like they're pushing hard to make the name change. And here's the question. They obviously named it after her because she's a tennis celebrity and had her heyday. Yeah. Do you, do you change the name because of her religious beliefs as crazy as they might be? I wouldn't say it would be because of her religious beliefs. I'd be, I would say it's because of her homophobic beliefs, but okay. So as an American, I feel like this is a really sort of, tricky needle to thread because if we ran or went around and like renamed every building or a statue that was named after like somebody who has a shitty opinion right we would and just, we're seeing this in we colleges too the where to the fucking ground like the names of dorms yeah. named after like founding fathers or american people I mean, I'm like thinking but back, they had slaves and so they're like that's why are we rewarding them right. for it? we should change that name but to then you else. i mean but then that's a slippery slope of like okay well george washington had slaves like at right. that point do right. we rename washington dc and and i'm not saying it's just and i'm not saying that this is an important conversation to have and like whether somebody somebody's uh, I don't know because like moral relativity is so tricky because obviously if somebody believed in slavery in 2017 like they're a fucking monster but in the time but in the time actually I um this is gonna be like the 12th time brought up Hamilton but there was a documentary um about Hamilton on PBS I want to say it's still on my DVR um 
Oh, the I part- think I saw that. It was good. Yeah, it's so good. You know why? Because Hamilton is fucking dope. Is that the one where they had like cameras in uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's like apartment as he's yes. composing it? It was really good. Hammond, you need to use all of your I'm cachet. going to see it in like two weeks. Finally. Oh, I, no, Bought I tickets in say- November. Finally get to see it. Oh my God, you're going to fucking... Have you listened to the soundtrack? Uh, about half of it. That's the weirdest thing anyone's ever said to I me. Start, like, I start at the beginning and I'm like, oh good, I know the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the show. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, I have something else to do. I, I actually used to listen to it a lot when I was doing data entry at my last job. <laughs> and the end, spoiler alert, is pretty sad. <laughs> really? And I would like get so fucking bummed <laughs> out just at my desk, just feeling like garbage. Um, anyway, it's, oh, I love it so much. But all this is to say that the, uh, the guy who played George Washington, whose name is okay. Chris Jackson, I okay. think... Don't tweet me. I think that might be it. Um, well, but anyway, all of that. Uh, so in case you don't know, mm-hmm. um, Hamilton is about, it, it takes place around you know the Revolutionary War and the first few years of, of America as a country and just sort of how it found its legs. And it's played by largely, if not all, minority actors. Um, with the exception of King George, who's always like the whitiest white guy, which is <laughs> okay. uh, delightful. I'm so excited to, for you to see it. Haven't we're going to talk wait. about it. Um, but <laughs> so anyway, so these actors who played these roles and, and, and Lynn wrote such an amazing show and, and gave these, ap- uh, these, these characters, these true humans, this really interesting depth of character, um, and motivations and, and shading and a thing that is only brought up, a that I shouldn't say that. a thing that's brought up a couple times is the issue of slavery, right? So Alexander Hamilton, um, was a, very um, pro-abolition person. Um, George Washington, who is his mentor, for obviously held slaves. I'm sorry, I'm getting just like off. Where are we going? Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just really excited to talk about Hamilton. My point <laughs> is all the so Chris Jackson, who played uh, Washington, visited um, George Washington's like boyhood home or something. Not boyhood home, but his plant, plantation, I guess, because sure. he lived in Virginia. And he, at one point he visited the slaves corner and had a really interesting sort of introspection, introspective sort of talk about I'm playing this, you know, he plays this character every night and he believe, you know, you, when you do that, you kind of live in this character in a lot of ways, but you have to be able to say like, yes, this man was great and did so many great things and was so perfect for this. Like he was the person we needed at this time, but he also held some really fucked up beliefs and w- I think it, it can you separate those two? Can you separate those two? And for me, it's really hard. I I often struggle, and this is a conversation I I could have with anybody at any time. But like separating the art from the artist. Like if you're a Woody Allen fan but think he's a trash monster, like can you still in good conscience watch his movies? Things like that. R- uh, Roman Plans, Bill Cosby's same way. comedy. Bill, Co- stuff like Bill Cosby, that. like Rosemary's Baby is one. Baby is one of my favorite movies, but Roman Polanski is like a garbage monster. Right. Um, and can you separate those things? And I super got off on a tangent, but I just think it's a really... So Margaret Corderina, <laughs> which is where we were starting with this, so you I'm would sorry, say... guys. I was just... You would say you could still keep the name on in theory because of her tennis stuff, even if you hate everything she's standing for now. It, just to me, if... Y- God, I, I I don't know, and I and I'm not. Let me make this easier for you because oh. she went on an interview after she wrote that letter where she said, 
uh, talking about how the LGBT movement basically brainwashes children. No. She said, that's what Hitler did. That's what <laughs> communism, that's what communism did. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, speaking of gay people, they're after our young ones. That's what they're after. Um, and then she added in America, she said, 92% were abused sexually or emotionally when they were young, even to be this way. Don't you love when people who are so anti-science use statistics? That they pulled out of their ass. Uh-huh. <sighs> so anyway, I don't it's, know. This push is getting know. bigger to remove her name from the court. And basically, she's made herself into, is pariah the right word? Like pariah she, is 100% she, the right word. People want nothing to do with her, which right. is great. Like, it shows that even, I mean, it definitely even in a country where they're not, it's not legal yet, right. people are really pushing back hard against this sort of bigotry. Um which is which is great. Like even in America, I think I haven't heard Republicans in for the most part say this sort of stuff in they've a long lost, time. They've lost that fight. They've lost that fight. Uh, you hear it from some parts of the Christian world, but you don't really hear politicians I don't know. rail against I really, it as much. I mean, obviously, like on principle, she has really shitty opinions that are actively yeah. harmful. She added, by the way, I have nothing against homosexual people. Oh, sure, of course. Love the sin or hate the sin or yeah. whatever. I don't know. What do you think? Um, no, I think I w- I'm um, on the same place as you are, I think, where I can separate the tennis from the opinions. <laughs> I think when it comes to the naming of the courts, I don't, mm. I, f- I kind of get that this is happening right now. This isn't like George Washington yes, where it happened hundreds right. of years ago. She is in her time right now. <laughs> and in her time, she's dead wrong. But, and this is literally me playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I believe this, but it wasn't named after her because she's like a super cool human, right? Like it was named no, it was after her. Because she's a good tennis player. Because she's a good tennis player. Yeah. And so if we're going to be a, a society that worships sports people, yeah. Athlete, athletes is the word some people we use. We idolize not me. them. Yeah, we do. I mean, look at the NFL of how many like what the kind of garbage we let them get away with. Not just the players, but the 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 people who run the thing. I to me, I guess like yes, she said shitty shit, and I don't like her, and I don't want to get a beer with her. Yeah, but. I guess in my perspective of like all of the garbage humans who are in professional sports, like in the U S and I'm sure around the world is somebody being homophobic, the worst thing, or is the guy who like beats the shit out of women, but then they're not, let's rank them all (laughs) in terms of what's worth. My favorite reaction to this whole controversy came from the actual Twitter account for Margaret Corderina. Stop. Yeah. Which said, uh, basically we don't support Margaret Court's comments (laughs) and we remain an organization committed to embracing equality, diversity, and inclusion. Like, cause she doesn't run the joint. It's just named after her. Um, so that was a, that was a good reaction. Um, can I tell you, like, three times I thought her last name was Court Arena, but oh. <laughs> I, I realized you were saying Court, court. Arena. Yeah. It, is, it is kind of fascinating for me to watch them have this debate now yeah. because we went through it and we've had these discussions in this we're debate. Still having it. And we're still having it in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I hope they... I hope she just becomes a really unpopular person yeah. and that anyone associated with her still... Who doesn't denounce it has that like it's the same thing I feel about Donald Trump and Republicans now. Like I hope everyone who says he's yeah. doing good stuff, I hope they're all tainted by him when he goes down, like and everyone goes yeah, down with and, him. And I think that that's always a point worth 
making is that like this shit sucks, but there can be some good. And by this shit, we I can mean, all like, learn something from it or well, take not something. Even learn something from it, but like maybe it will activate people who weren't. Right. weren't active before. Let's or, have these conversations. Or those people with the fun, hot takes that they didn't really like Hillary. Wow, you're so original. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't really like Hillary. Tell me more about what you weren't sure you liked about her. Maybe <laughs> While the world something. burns, I'm Maybe sure it'll give us something, something to do. about her you didn't trust. I can't imagine <laughs> what that was. You said you had a happy story to end on. I do. Well, I, uh, it's a happy conclusion. Let's okay, do that. So, <laughs> so Wonder Woman is coming out this weekend, um, which I... I'm going to see this weekend because my husband is a movie nerd. Um, but sorry, I was just wanted to make sure I pulled it up. So in Austin, Texas, there is a relatively famous uh, movie theater called the Alamo Draft House, which I don't know if you remember that probably like five years ago, they famously they kick people out for te- do you remember this? I they do. kick people out for, I guess, texting. And some woman got kicked out for texting. A girl. Yeah. Oh, a girl? I think so. Is she young? Yeah. But, uh, w- I thought she was human. like high school Oh, age. was she? Okay, I don't know. Um, she left a very long, rambly <laughs> voice message about, like, basically, how dare you kick me out because it's the United States of America. And I want to say she said America wrong. That feels like a thing that happened. And they and they made that their commercial. It was just like <laughs> the, the transcribed text of this woman. Like, I didn't know They're very that good at marketing. America. Oh, my God. Amazing <laughs> at mar- marketing. So, for, so this is... So the Elmo the Draft fir- House? Yeah. So this is... Uh, so Wonder Woman is the first female-led superhero movie that we've seen in this rush of what the last 10 years that we've seen all these, all these superhero movies. Um, and it sucks because Batman versus Superman was a steaming pile of garbage. And I sure hated every second I spent watching that movie and I got drunk with my friends to watch it and I'm glad I did. But, um, was that important? It wasn't. Um, but I'm actually, but Wonder Woman is getting good reviews. All that aside, Elmo Draft House has decided to do a women-only screening of Wonder Woman, which, to be honest, is my dream. (laughs) Uh, No offense, Hemet, and no offense, my husband, I love you, baby, but, like, man, if I could just, like, hang out with mostly women and watch a movie, oof, it's everything to me. So, um, people, (laughs) Hemet, Hemet, just really quick, just just super hot take. Did they lose their shit? Lost all of the shit they've ever mustered. It's Almost impressive how mad they are about this. Just to be because clear, men can still see the movie. That's exactly what I was about to say. It is. It was, and now it's like more, but it was one <laughs> screening <laughs> of one movie at one location. Can't have that That's happening. all women. And who boy. And you know why they're mad? It's the principal, Hammond. What? What principle? Uh, I don't even there, know why they're mad. If there was a men only screening, <laughs> there can be. Go organize and go see a movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. A, you can do that. B, hey, let's just kind of glance around the room and look at all of sports. Those are pretty. Yeah, right. Those are pretty solidly men only for the last hundred years. But, but I mean, but this is a movie screening. It's really worth being mad. about. I don't about. know whether this is because I don't watch the superhero movies or go to the movies or. Like it's it's participate a pop, in pop or culture. participate in pop culture. I don't get how this is a thing. Not just the male female thing. I why is 
Why are people, this is the thing that y'all were like the world's burning as of today. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? I would, and this I is would, the thing you're mad about. People? I would. God. And God as someone who never that. understood really the Gamergate stuff and really got into like, who cares what is in video okay. games and like, and it's I don't care that this that. movie has a female lead. Video game I'm journalism. Sure. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I don't I care how. This. I don't get how people get worked up over any of this. And I'll tell you, it's, as it's somebody who, important. as somebody who gets worked out up about everything. Yeah. Sometimes it is more. It's easier to get mad about something small and dumb. Uh, as someone who enjoyed tweeting about Kofifi, right? I agree. Right, like yeah, because I saw so I many people like, way more oh, about it's a that. typo. Oh, it's a typo. Yes, get over it. It is, and I was having fun for like an hour, yes. and then I got back to, oh my and, god, this administration's crazy. And Hemet, my version of fun is being really rationally mad about a thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, and and also, but uh, am uh, I right uh, that the Alamo Draft House are like, well, we're doing a second screening for? Oh, women I only. think they're up to five. Oh, really? <laughs> and that <laughs> was great. just as of this NPR uh, story that I have pulled we're, up. I I don't know the answer to this. Were men dying to see this movie, like as part of the superhero genre thing, like, or were they just uh, mad? Like, how dare you have women have this? Well, Hammond, I'm glad you asked that. There would be an argument to be made. That um, the press around Wonder Woman has been woefully lacking when you compare it to other superhero movies. Oh, I really? Um, and I, I, I thought I've seen good reviews. Of, I mean, I've seen a, good no, stuff. That's the thing. It's gotten good reviews from what I from what I've heard, and yeah. it, this is all secondhand from my husband, who just comes home and tells me things. I'm like, oh, that's great. I love movies yeah. too. I love you. Um, <laughs> But there are definitely arguments to be made that the uh, marketing campaign surrounding mm. Wonder Woman versus, uh, I mean, so I was going to say Batman versus Superman. There's definitely an argument to be made that the, that was a huge movie coming. It was a pile of flaming garbage. It was a terrible movie. Start to finish. Ben Affleck, though, really good in that movie. Hot take from Jessica. Yeah. I thought Ben Affleck was really good. Um, but the marketing campaign around it has been lacking. And okay. I think and I think there is definitely an argument to be made that... So there have been so many shitty superhero movies starring men. Okay. That, oh, this movie was... This movie was shitty. Let's make another one and make it slightly less or slightly more shitty and like we'll take a gamble again it does often feel like you know with the ghost but no the female ghostbuster i never understood the work up around that one either like if it's a bad movie then don't like it but i didn't hear it's not a bad movie movie. it's so good i've seen it five times i love that again i don't get all the people who got worked up about that one either no no no, no, of course but you have no no emotional ties to pop culture or arguably anything this is very true my Um, child nothing (laughs) (laughs) You did refer to her as, as it for like three. Years. I still do. <laughs> um, God, but yeah, sweaty. I didn't understand the anger around that one, and no, I no, didn't no. Under, and I don't understand. And I think if I have this right, because I heard this, I read this somewhere too, which is, look, if Wonder Woman flops, that's gonna mean we're not gonna do any more women female uh, superhero movies. But that's the point. But the so, men male ones have flopped, and whatever. And still, and will continue to be made. And I think that's the interesting point of like, there's a lot writing on this movie because it's the first female led superhero movie. But like, dude, mm-hmm. when when Batman and Superman was coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was coming out this year. There's a Volume Two. The, yeah, it came out like a month ago. 
It was actually, I liked, I did not like the first one. I'm the only person I know who didn't like the first one. I really enjoyed the second one. I thought it was fun and funny. I'll be honest. I heard that What's the Fast and the Furious that just came out? <gasps> I mean, it was so good. Sure it was. Was that like number... Fate of the Furious? Which number was that? Eight. Like, Eight. I didn't know there was like a two through seven. So, my husband and I sometimes get drunk and watch the last few movies, and he likes them so much. They're so dumb, but I like them too. I have no idea what they're about. Couldn't yeah, even tell they're you. They're about cars and yeah, that's they're about cars and like good looking <laughs> people. I get. We did develop a drinking game around the Fast and the Furious movies, and one of my uh, one of my rules was every time a woman is treated as deck as set decoration, you have to drink. <laughs> and there's a party scene where there's literally women just painted in gold, standing <laughs> as statues. It was the most validating moment of my entire uh, life. They should do that in Wonder Woman too, oh, just my, for shits and giggles. This is the most rambly podcast we've ever. So done. talking about Margaret Court. Uh, no, we're done with that. Know. No, we're done with that. Um, uh, no, we're so talking about Wonder Woman. People got mad about Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder but, Woman. And I do think, and I've probably said it twice, but I think it's worth stressing that like. There are garbage male-led superheroes <laughs> all the time, and they keep getting remade. And let's talk about like Daredevil. That like Daredevil. It's a pretend. movie. Yeah, starring Ben Affleck. I was gonna say that because I assume Yo, he's okay, in every okay, movie. Okay, so it's like ten years old. It was a flop. It was a critical failure. Didn't it was Jennifer awful. Garner do a superhero? Actually, movie? now that you say that, Elektra was a movie that was, that was also huh, no, no, nobody liked it. You know okay. why nobody liked Daredevil? But. Not only did Daredevil get a reboot on Marvel on Netflix, which is an excellent series, but Ben Affleck got another shot. Same thing. Ryan Reynolds played somebody. Fuck. Oh, my God. Don't tweet at me. I don't care. Ryan Reynolds played a superhero with Wolverine. I think he had a whip. But anyway, like that didn't go well. And he got another chance to reboot a character. Did they, they do like male only screenings of these movies? I mean, there's an argument to be made that unintentionally, yeah, they super <laughs> yeah. do. Um, but I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why I'm so rambling. It's tonight. so weird that people are getting angry about these screenings. Well, though. it's the principle, Hammond. Okay. Yes. So all of this was to say, have we been doing this podcast for five years? I don't know. Um, so a gentleman wrote to the mayor of Austin. So the Alamo Draft House is in Austin. Yeah. He wrote to the mayor? He wrote to the mayor. Oh, this should be fun. Um, God, I don't know if I should read this whole thing. I'm just going to go with my heart and start reading it from the top. Um, so this gentleman, and his name is Richard A. Amaduri, A-M-E-D-U-R-I, Amaduri. Okay. Uh, and this is just full. I just want to kind of hear your responses because right. this is full of, of gems. Uh, I hope every man will boycott Austin and do what he can to diminish Austin and to dam and to cause damage to the city's image. Because they're doing a women's only screening of a the movie? The theater that pandered to the sexism typical of women will, <laughs> I hope, regret its decision. I mean, I really have problems with the guy's syntax, but yeah. the notion of a woman... Okay, this is when it gets okay. gross and heavy. The notion of a woman hero is a fine example of women's eagerness to accept the appearance of achievement without actual achievement. Women learn from an early age to value makeup, that it's okay to pretend that you are greater than you actually are, period. End of sentence. That was a <laughs> sentence. Was it Go a complete on. sentence? It was not. Uh -huh. Women pretend they do not... <laughs> 
fuck this guy. Women pretend they do not know that only men serve in combat because they are content to have an easier ride. Sure, yeah, okay. Here's a good one. Women gladly accept gold medals at the Olympics for coming... (laughs) I'm not done. For coming in 10th and competing only against the second class of athletes. They they don't get 10th place gold medals. Name something invented by a woman! Exclamation point. (laughs) Go ahead. This is so random. Achievements by the second-rate gender. So this guy is okay. not even fucking around anymore. He's diving tell in. Me, tell me there was a response a- to achievement, this. Achievement, yeah. It's oh, good. good. I told you this is the like happy thing I wanted okay. to end on. Uh, achievements by the second-rate gender pale in comparison to virtually everything great in human history was accomplished by men, not women. Oh, that wasn't a sentence. Uh, if Austin does not host a men-only counter-event... I will never visit Austin again and will welcome its deterioration. Please tell me this is the Alamo Drafthouse's new marketing slogan. Oh, I hope it is. they should make it. And I will not forget that Austin is best known for Charles Whitman. Do you know who Charles Whitman is? No. Uh, So Charles Whitman uh, would best be known as the first, uh, like, mass shooter in American history. Um, He... I just want to look this up in case I got it wrong. Um, Is that the tower? It was. So he, um, in the 60s, I want to say. I'm looking this up. I'm sorry, guys. Whitman. Um, He climbed a clock tower at um, UT. What's one of the Longhorns? Austin. Austin. (laughs) You motherfucker. It's just called University of Austin. No, UT Austin. Oh, UT Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he climbed a uh, tower in Austin. Started shooting people at random. 1966, the Texas Tower sniper murdered his mother and wife in their homes and went to the University of Texas at Austin. Thank you. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So what about this guy? Oh. What was the dude even mentioning him for? I will not forget that Austin is best known for Charles Whitman. What does that have to do with Wonder Woman? Okay. So he writes this. So, okay, there's arguments to be made that this guy is threatening Austin. Okay, okay. And also, I would definitely make an argument that that is by no means true. That, that that's what Austin that is Austin known is for. best known for Charles Whitman. Yeah. I would say the Batcave. I don't know. Okay, and I will never... Blah, 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 blah. Does Austin stand for gender equality or for kissing up to women? Don't bother <laughs> to respond. I already know the answer. I do not hate women. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I hate the rampant hypocrisy and the hypocrisy of the, quote, women's movement. Women do not want gender equality. They want more for women. Hey, dude. This guy sounds great. Hey, dude, real quick. We want more for women because women have less. And to be equal, we need to get more. That's math. That's fucking math. What's this Um, guy's YouTube channel? Apparently his Facebook page has been taken down. Don't bother to respond because I'm sure your cowardice will generate nothing worth reading. All right. So that was... (laughs) Sounds totally sensible. garbage human he is. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. We've gone two hours. I'm going to just read this whole thing. Okay. So so the mayor of Austin. Yes. uh, (laughs) His name is Steve Adler. When I was reading this to my husband, I definitely said his name was Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Different guy. (laughs) Different. <laughs> but fucking stone cold. Uh, so he right there. So his office writes back, and this is one of the like most excellent pieces of literature okay. that's ever been penned. 
Mr. Amaduri, I'm writing to alert you that your email account has been hacked by an unfortunate and unusually hostile individual. <laughs> Please remedy your account security right away, lest this person's uninformed and sexist rentings give you a bad name. <laughs> After all, we men have to look out for each other. Can you imagine if somebody thought that you didn't know women could serve in combat units now without exclusion? What if somebody thought you didn't know women invented medical syringes, life rafts, fire escapes, <laughs> central and solar heating, a wartime communication system for roll radio controlling torpedoes that lay the technology for foundations from everything to, from Wi-Fi to GPS and beer? I'm taking a sip. Nice. <laughs> and I hesitate to imagine how embarrassed you'd be if somebody thought you were upset that a private business was realizing a business opportunity by reserving one, one screening this weekend for women to see a superhero movie. You and I are serious men of substance with little time to, <laughs> for the delicate sensitivities displayed by the pitiful creature who maligned your good name and Sterling character by writing that abysmal email. I trust the news that your email account has been hacked does not call you un cause you undue alarm <laughs> and wish, wish you well in securing your account in the future. Should your travels take you to Austin, please know that everyone is welcome here, even people like those who wrote the email whose views are an embarrassment to modernity, <laughs> decency, and common sense. You are sincerely Steve Adler. That is such good trolling. Isn't that good? Oh, that's awesome. I'm just, Jason Stanford is the communications director, so I presume he wrote that. Nicely done, Jason. He said he gets a lot of interesting email, not a lot about Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, most people are aware, quote, most people are aware that the mayor's office has precious little control over movie screenings. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. Let's go to, oh, let's go to Austin do a show. Done. Dillahunty, we're staying at your place. Hey, hey Dillahunty. <laughs> He'll let us stay. He, he we're, uh, they have like we don't even have to tell him in they advance. They have like 17 cats at their house. Oh, son of a bitch. I know. All right. Next door um, to you, Matt. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. How long do we go? Uh, like an hour and a uh, half. Uh, okay. So Twitter. I'm at Blueberry. Hemant's at Hemant Meta. Yup. Um, uh, my Etsy shop is bitches get stitched done. Go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast so we can make Hammond, watch Star Wars. Um, yes. Uh, or Wonder Woman. Oh, email. Or, or, or Wonder Woman. Uh, email at us. Email uh, friendly us ATS at podcast at gmail.com. We read them all. We I do. usually read them during work and <laughs> either cry or feel really good about myself and take a screen grab and send it to my husband. That <laughs> is, that's like how we do me. it. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll okay. see you next week. Bye. Bye.